0: Steve, did you hear about the band Stockholm Syndrome? No. Okay, they're a brand new band out there, but the first time you're going to hear them, I'm going to warn Uh you, they sound awful. Okay. But keep listening, keep listening, listen only to them. Only to Stockholm
1: Syndrome. Only, and then eventually you're going to hear that they're really quite good. And it's going to be the only thing you want to listen to. Okay, great. I'll have to give them a listen. All right. So welcome back to the Vinyl Word Podcast. I'm Steve Beach. And I'm Brian Mayer. Hello. So we are on side two. Of the perfect dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to remind everybody that you can contact us uh, through our Gmail, VinylWord22 at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook at The Vinyl Word. So you can always check out and see what's going on and get early previews of when our episode drops and things like that. Mm-hmm. So We put little commercials up, right? Yeah, sometimes. Very. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Of any good jokes, you can get a,
0: you know, get a little peek.
1: Right, exactly. So Dorothy and Gaynor... We're back with them.
0: Yes, we are. And uh,
1: I couldn't be more happy, but I do want to warn people
0: here. I have a strong suspicion that they recorded side two first because they're not hitting all their marks so far as they are running past the at a yes. furious pace. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, um, like listening to this record, uh, listening to this side specifically, is like listening to a podcast at 1.5. Um, Right. A
1: little bit faster.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's it's unnaturally fast. Right. Uh, You can tell that they are nervous and you can tell that they are just trying to get through it as best they can. And they also apparently only had one take.
1: Right. Yeah. It was interesting because most of our records, they're between 20 and 25 minutes, sometimes Mm -hmm. per side. But when I was doing this, it was right at 17. So it doesn't sound like much, you know, three or four minutes. But yeah, when it comes to audio and recording and stuff, three minutes is a lot quicker. It is, yeah. and uh, so but, For a record side. But the plus is it gave us a little bit more time to play with, so we're going to try some
0: different things, and uh, we're going to see how it goes. Oh, and at the end, we're going to learn a new word. What's that? Squab.
1: Okay. I'll tell you about it later,
0: but it's disgusting.
1: Okay, good. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: Thank you. All right. All right. Well, uh, guys, let's drop the needle, and let's get going.
2: Let's have a French dinner party. You okay. mean I
3: have to become a French chef? No, my dear. No, idea. a no. French maid. Baby. French chefs Ooh seem to be la born, la. born
2: with a sixth sense about their food. Almost I see dead people. Very few Cooking. American cooks Ooh, can like match that. them at their own game. That's why most American home cooks with Savvy use French recipes that <laughs> are adapted to our own ingredients and skills. Their dinners have a beautiful French accent and no frustration. <laughs> my French
3: accent is very good. Say something. Rock. Lobster Bordelaise. Well, rock Lobster! Like it's for our dinner party. <laughs> Is it complicated? When you hear my German well, accent, work
2: yes. it works. No, of course not. We never use party dishes that get the hostess hot and tired long before the guests arrive. Hot and tired? Yes, that's rock not lobster the name of that Cinderella song. Three no, it's not. An hour, and it's worth every delicious minute of that time. So, that's the first course. Okay with you? Of course. Then what? Another wonderful dish, veal cutlets foyaux. It's one of the few great French dishes an American housewife can make
3: you have to keep calling me a housewife. housewife?
2: Sorry. That gay, warm hearted, competent hostess can make. That's very
3: sweet, thank Ooh. you. She's with, a, with a gay housewife? Foil, how I think about they small both are. Potato I think so. balls
2: sauteed until delicately brown, and peas a la Francaise? Or just French peas. peas. Yeah. with lettuce French small peas. white Snooty. onions, butter, and celery. Oh yes, I forgot, with a pinch
3: of sugar also. You mean those petit pois and cans imported from France? Yes. But there are tiny American peas in cans, too, almost as good and cost a lot less.
2: You're as thrifty as a French woman, (laughs) or maybe...
3: Good French dinner rolls too, but no butter with them. And my <laughs> A great salad? American meal, not quite. Right.
2: Yours is a little over-seasoned for this menu. She
3: has no
0: it
2: butter with this meal, but like forty-three greens, strips olive oil, of bacon, and wine right? vinegar, salt and pepper, as the French say,
3: just enough as to As the French clear the say, mouth. we surrender. lemon juice in my dressing. You're
2: being very individualistic. <laughs>
3: the French are individualistic. They're also fun. pompous okay, cowards. You win. So yes, it's wine are.
2: vinegar or lemon juice,
3: Merci, Monsieur. And I suppose we have to go through the Crepe Suzette Act for dessert. Why is Suzette a it's too <laughs> What did she do? <laughs> a home party.
2: Leave that Talk to, to the, the, the French restaurants.
3: Are you doubting my skill with a skillet?
2: I'm not doubting anything. do I think she's him one too many Frenchmen times with a skillet. Frenchmen
3: prefer feminine women. Yeah.
2: So do I. That's why I don't want you to get hot and bothered making Crepe Suzette So he prefers his women feminine. Party. It's not you tricky. think he prefers his men, Steve? You're supposed to be relaxed <laughs> and lovely. Select something you can prepare ahead of time, like pears and turn with vanilla ice cream.
3: You really think I can be a relaxed and lovely hostess?
2: No. Yes, you know no, I do. Not a
0: chance. Very to well
3: then. Au revoir, Crepe Suzette. I'll meet you in a restaurant. Parley, We're dining Frenchie? at home with pears or instead. Can we have Petit for also? I love them. They're so pretty and feminine, and so French. Ah, Just the like beautiful Gaynor. food of Paris! Those <laughs> dishes and dishes of marvelous hors d'oeuvres, stacked like a delectable mountain.
2: No hors d'oeuvres for this dinner. We are having the rock lobster, remember? The French don't usually serve hors d'oeuvres when the first course is a fish or seafood.
3: They serve one hors d'oeuvre. So we'll serve three, three just when it's pork, Vermude, chicken gets two, but like
2: only that. on certain occasions. Well, what, what are
3: the rules? No, just make paratine.
2: them up. Then they can do what the French do the moment they arrive in the United States. Oh, they refuse As to speak English and look English. disgusted or or at everything.
3: orange or tomato yeah. juice. That'll at, be at least they're bilingual. Are you belittling the French?
2: There you go again, being irrational.
3: And don't forget, very feminine.
2: Very. <laughs> just tell me, how could anyone belittle a country that invented a dish like rock, last de Oh, it's super
3: easy. Trust
2: me. It used to be made with crawfish. But French cooks found the crawfish too much trouble, so they switched to the lobster tail. Oh, so you the
3: Frenchmen quit hard things when it, it comes flattering? to food
2: prep? Yeah, at <laughs> least they're consistent. It. But don't get the idea. It's as simple as boiling <laughs> <laughs> eggs.
3: I hate boiled eggs. Oh, well, that's with a your generosity. I'm glad they shared that. Making
2: people happy in your home, you won't mind a little extra work.
3: You know something? At times, you seem almost as gallant as a Frenchman. <laughs> Let's
2: stick to French food. <laughs> he keeps working saying. toward that. You saw yep. the lobster tail slightly. Then trim off the tail ends and cut away the thin underside membrane with strong scissors. Yeah, we don't As want that, weak scissoring, Steve. Yeah, or membranes. Into three or four <laughs> pieces, but be sure you leave the shell on.
3: I'm with you. Go on.
2: Then you make the sauce: mm-hmm. butter, carrots, onion, white Bordeaux wine, stock from the lobster, bourbon, paste salt, yep. and cayenne. Pepper. Lobster stock, Steve. What mean, That's what so you what you call it, it when you have so- Long so- John Silver's and Gortons in your portfolio. Saute <laughs> the diced carrots and chopped onions until soft, but don't let the butter brown. Keep watching the butter.
3: But you still haven't told me about the lobster tail or stock.
2: Don't rush me. Good French chefs resent being rushed. Yeah. American asks, chefs, however, love American to be rushed. Faster, well, Steve!
3: Anyway, I'm hungry fish now! Fish <laughs> That's
0: how we have fast food restaurants. Yeah.
2: Butter mixture. <laughs> saute for two to three minutes, then turn and saute on the meat, meat side. And then saute three to death. Three minutes. Ooh, the, the meat side. Will turn Seems red like George meat, Lucas missed an opportunity here. Come to the meat side, Steve. Remove the tails to a hot plate and keep warm. <laughs> to the butter lobster stock, are you listening? In the skillet, add the <laughs> white
0: She stopped wine, listening a long time ago. <laughs> <in> time.
2: <Return laughs> I the
0: think when she figured you
2: joke, out. to boil. Cover. Reduce heat and simmer very, very gently for five minutes.
3: I'm entranced. Did you get that mm. recipe when you were in
2: Bordeaux? No, it is the original <laughs> French recipe adapted for American cooks.
3: Does it taste the same as the original?
1: Does uh, uh, it the original? <laughs> no, no, it's no. no. It's Dorothy, condition. no. It's French. Even
0: for
3: the, hostess, the right way is way
0: too hard and, hard and were too time. lazy, yes,
3: okay? Yes, you see, I have an intelligent husband who helps me.
0: She Flattery does? Who
2: is that? You know him, <laughs> Flattery will get you nowhere, especially the bit.
3: I should have married a Frenchman. They love to cook. Oh, I think you did marry a Frenchman, Dorothy.
2: But I will cut the tails into pieces for you. That job needs strong fingers, and I'll chill the wine <laughs> to serve with strong me. finger game work. That's his name. That's either a riesling That's what they or a chablis, well chilled but not iced.
3: Now, about the rice. Will you please cook that? You always get it so dry and white. And how are you going to. Dry to and photo? white. Rice? Or Dorothy
0: You'd and Gaynor? Discuss. My husband would.
3: I am not a
2: French husband, but this recipe is very, very French. It originated in a famous, almost historical restaurant in Paris. The restaurant was torn down to make room for a modern building, but the memory... That modern building was an IHOP that was no. <laughs> later turned turn into a dentist office. office, of course. Goes into the oven two hours before the guests arrive and is served in the same dish. What's in it? Veal cutlets, butter, onions, bread, Swiss cheese, white wine, and consomme. I'm getting hungry. four people, use two pounds of loin of veal sliced into four cutlets, seasoned mm-hmm. with salt okay. and pepper. Next, using a small, heavy skillet, Sauté the chopped a onions with until a light going brown. Every don't single brown
0: skillet deeper. they've mentioned has In been
2: heavy. The like, I'm wondering if they're just progressively the heavier.
3: Doesn't sound difficult so far. And then spread <laughs> no, don't worry, a it
2: will, Dorothy. have sautéed onions on each cutlet and cover this with the cheese and breadcrumb mixture.
3: But will it stay on?
2: Yes, if you press <laughs> yes, down with with the flat side of a knife. Now scatter the remaining the flat side the of a knife, of D- dish. like Carefully Steve. Do knives the knives have curves. Isn't that where the blade is? Yeah, but the French they are lazy. Why
0: wouldn't you use a spatula or butter. a spoon? What is going on?
3: Again, the French are
2: lazy. That. They, they yeah, give up easy. <laughs> oh yes, with the liquid in the dish. When that runs out, use consommé.
3: It sounds delightful. Is that another real French recipe adapted for American use?
2: More or less. It comes from Poyot's. But <laughs> that's course, a French course. term it was <laughs> no less. by a friend of mine, Fernand Gavin. She was born in France. Now she's an American citizen and knows more about French cuisine than anyone I ever met. Is she pretty? That's <laughs> Not as pretty as the French Hawaiian cuisine. lady.
3: <laughs> Did you know lots of French girls before you married me? Oh, I'll Dorothy,
2: I think it's safe to say that home. you were the Promise? only girl for Gaynor. What about wine to
3: serve with the veal?
2: I think it should be a light red wine, like a Beaujolais, or even a good rosé.
3: I'd like a nicely chilled, dry white wine instead.
2: All right, we'll have both. Make it a real French night. A real French night also includes thin black cigarettes, socialism, and rejecting woman, the triune spirited, god. Spirited and a particularly good cook. And I think your green salads are the best in the world.
3: But you like wine vinegar, and I want Where lemon the kind juice of,
2: salads of mine. Are there? <laughs> I'm not complaining.
3: You're so tolerant. <sighs> really, you are. And Dorothy, it was thoughtful of you it. to insist on that pear dish instead of those tricky crepe Suzette. Especially when I have to do everything myself except for the little bit of help you get. Did me. Dorothy oh, just say Gainor wine. has a little That's bit?
2: A, of a little
3: bit of help that he offers her. The okay, well, I what feel, do do okay, that makes me feel so, so much better. Turn
2: wine, sugar, and lemon juice, then keep in the refrigerator.
3: How about the wine sauce? Can that be made in the morning too? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mornings, mornings are a great time to get drunk. <laughs> the double
2: boiler. <laughs> Some sugar and the it's same the, let's wine. Let's open-minded cooked here. In. Cook until the sauce thickens a little. Chill it. Keep it in the refrigerator until ready to use. Good. Steve, that's then like I 80 steps to in 8 seconds the right there.
3: Minute. I'll be just as you said I should be when the guests arrive. Cool, serene, ravishing. Didn't you say that?
2: Not exactly in those words. I said Harry like go to a dinner party where the hostess is frantic and red-faced with last-minute preparations?
3: Heavens no. I feel embarrassed.
2: Nothing frantic about the pears. Use your beautiful crystal bowls. Place a layer She's of nice ice bowls, cream in That's each. what I've heard. Arrange a pear on top. Serve with the chilled wine sauce, either poured over the pear or served on the side.
3: Sounds almost indecently easy, hmm. but you Funny. will have. That's
2: what Gaynor was voted in college. Don't I always when we have company?
3: Yes, but do you really like that woman? What woman? The one who knows so much about adapting French cuisine for Americans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Very much. She'll figure Gaynor out because she is a charming lady, and she can cook French food almost. As perfectly as you
1: do.
3: Spoken just like a Frenchman.
2: With yes,
0: lies.
3: I think we are going to have a lot. She's going to be party. filing
1: divorce papers tomorrow. <laughs> and no
0: one will question
1: Everyone lied. seems to enjoy a chicken
2: dinner. But a chicken hey, dinner... Hey, winner, winner,
3: chicken dinner! Yes!
2: Ah, that is something very special. So let's give a very special party.
3: I love to give a party. I know. Cooking up That's all why that mess. I love
2: your party. Even though you do spend hours... <laughs> when planning you have
3: cooking, a special party, Steve, do you think chicken... Let's have Always. our chicken tarragon. <laughs> it's easy to cook and easy to serve attractively. But I'm afraid we're going to have an argument. tarragon's argue. hot. You like
2: small broilers split in half or just the chicken breast, basted with that wonderful sauce of tarragon and wine. Yeah, let's get I sauce, like Steve. Sauce. Maybe I'd use vermouth instead of white
3: wine, but I'd select pumpkin club vermouth. chickens, one for each person instead of your broiler halves or breasts. An argument is bad for digestion. So let's make the sauce first and then decide. At times you're quite reasonable. Then you mean we can have the chicken my way?
2: You never had any doubt about that. This is so you natural what they're no, doing, I right? No, I never did. Let's change the subject back to the tarragon sauce. <laughs> back to the French sauce. I'll make one. it in
3: the morning this way. Soak two teaspoons of dried tarragon in one and a half cups of dry. You really white can't wine. tell they're reading Must off the, the script. White wine? Not
2: at all. Don't you sometimes use sherry? And as I told you, <laughs> sherry's the French lady. French lady.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll do it any way you want. My <laughs> one purpose in life is to please you.
2: So Squeeze take you? the dried terror, and
3: steep it for several hours white wine.
2: Strain the wine, then use to baste those little squab chickens nestled side by side in a deep skillet. But first, I would rinse out the inside cavity of each chicken with a little brandy, the way the French do.
3: That would the French cavity
2: search. I think that's another now problem they're having at the airlines. <laughs> yeah, you
3: think they
0: would incru-
2: increase they really tourism without than that? <laughs> than half Money means nothing to you, does it?
3: Not very much, I guess. But I'm mad about love and fine food. Me too. Then you are you will crazy have you about squirrels? Interviews. You always tell me I mustn't work too hard when we give a dinner. You say you want me to greet the guests, looking refreshed and bewitching. You know, she I looks will, like Elizabeth but I didn't Montgomery?
2: Bewitching. I said lovely. Ooh, oh, bewitching, well, this lovely, lovely hollow marriage. Cooked These are just words, Steve. Allow one
3: breast for each guest. Season it with salt and Only pepper. Only one breast per guest. Lightly <laughs> <in a large> <laughs> <skillet>. <laughs> Our now guests the get the breast. Pour a little over the chicken breast and simmer gently for about 40 minutes. Keep basting with the wine, never too much at a time, but always a little more and a little more.
1: <laughs> Not much, but a little more?
3: Yeah, it's a riddle, I guess, as every good recipe should be. Can you imagine the flavor of that sauce?
2: You know something? It's really a very feminine dish. Oh, that's good why Gaynor hates it <laughs> or that's likes it. Thing. <laughs> How
3: pretty. Would you really want me to use the squab chickens instead?
2: Too late. Stick to a your way. Mm, but serve squab each chickens. A
0: I wonder
3: what that means. And I don't know. Why don't you look it up on your phone real quick. Yeah, 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 I'll do it at and the... Oh, I've got okay. more cooked in chicken stock with them?
2: I'd add lightly sautéed sliced mushrooms and a few chopped fresh chives just to give a little color contrast and to add one more touch of flavor.
3: See? You are getting things your way after all. <laughs> and canned
2: asparagus it. from Argentoy France. Green and thick. And luxurious. I can't you know, to know
0: Or the young oh, yes. man they invited
2: over Just for dinner. Serve with maitre d'hôtel butter, very easy to make. In a mixing bowl, soften one half, pound, half pound of, pound of, of butter with a fork and spoon.
0: Steve, no one is getting out of this white white party alive. Now, without a few and prescriptions and of lipitor. a
2: blessing for the
0: <laughs> After <laughs> they eat all that,
2: they go out stand out in the cold, and whoever lives wins. See, too. Often you cook The first Hunger Games. If you were perfect, you would not
3: fascinate me. Will these carrots fascinate you? (laughs) I don't know where they are. They (laughs) are scraped and cut into one-half-inch slices, then cooked in a saucepan together with butter, Mm. water, sugar, and salt. Cover, bring to boil, then lower heat and simmer until tender. Shake the pan occasionally. Mm, That's That's a beautiful vegetable, a delicate golden color to go with your luxurious green asparagus.
2: Are you painting a picture or planning a dinner? She's the Bob Ross boat. of kitchen cooking. I just wanted to test happy you, little remember? accidents. And do you remember the way you split rolls? Oh, they them, split rolls? Billy G splits tins,
3: baby. Yeah, <laughs> round off of easy. Yes, easy, and we won't need butter plates. The less cluttered a dinner table, the more relaxing <laughs> it is. I. Think. <laughs> they used all the butter for the asparagus. Wine <laughs> wine they have no butter a
2: left. Or chilled dry white wine. Or it could be a good rosé, too. Or a wild Irish rose, or a boon's. You know, something
3: nice. But guest-like
2: is the rule for a continued party, you know.
3: They like my salad, too.
2: They should. I never knew anyone to get each leaf so clean and free of sand. And that oil and lemon dressing... <laughs> they use those
3: bidets in right.
1: France, I guess, to clean the leaves. For this
3: yeah. dinner, I'm going to... He complimented dark, his wife's
1: salad by
3: saying crisp. that it was free Man, of sand. Doesn't that sound How impressive? low is the bar in their marriage for, for compliments? You can in with a dessert when the time comes. Flaming bananas with vanilla ice cream. It's a decidedly masculine dish. You will enter like a victorious gladiator. <laughs> I'll prepare the bananas while you get the other dishes. Ah, the truth comes out. Like, like
2: so. <laughs> Peel and slice four just underripe bananas in half lengthwise. Sprinkle generously with lime juice. Okay. Butter an ovenware dish. Sure. A deep and handsome one. Ooh, and a place handsome in the dish. oven a few minutes to preheat. Otherwise, the rum won't ignite. Then lay the <laughs> bananas a lighter in a hot dish and sprinkle one quarter cup brown sugar. Brown and a sugar? One quarter teaspoon each of ground cloves, cinnamon, nutmeg, mm-hmm. and grated rind of one orange over and Dot okay. with more butter. Bake ten minutes in a very hot oven. Sure. Just before serving, pour oven. over them about one quarter cup high-proof rum. Put a high-proof the rum, or as my granddad calls it, before it before breakfast. Your guests.
3: And we'll serve it with vanilla ice cream. I'll scoop the ice cream into balls ahead cream. of time and keep them in the refrigerator in a glass bowl. Can you taste the contrast? Flaming spicy bananas and the cool smoothness of ice cream. You can eat yes, those in a hammock. <laughs> Banana hammock? Dessert, <laughs> but we haven't
2: discussed the hors d'oeuvre. They, don't have to be they just
0: discussed dessert. Why are they all of a sudden
3: going back, back to hors d'oeuvre? It's, it's the wrong order. Them. And lots of time hors to enjoy I hate dessert. to be rushed through the hors d'oeuvre by a nervous hostess, don't you?
2: You know I do. <laughs> time, remember, is the essence <laughs> of this pleasure.
3: And it gives me a chance to slip quietly into the kitchen to see how things are doing. <laughs> to get a smoke steroids. break. Yeah. You're going to need that, Dorothy.
2: One of us must always be with the guests. Isn't that the basic rule of <laughs> hospitality?
3: Naturally. Now, how do you like this idea? My horseradish dunking sauce in a From beautiful Arby's. deep green bowl. <laughs> Ooh, and another Dorothy. Bowl of Arby's lawyers would like a relishes, word. spears, raw cucumber sticks, hearts of celery, carrot sticks, and rounds of raw turnip. She's
2: getting game, game of for dunking. Yeah. And the sauce?
3: Easy. He's it all about that veggie talk. Mix together sour cream and an equal amount of mayonnaise, a little curry powder, and a strong yeah, dose. I actually of might try the horseradish.
0: horseradish sauce. You'll be it surprised sound so bad.
3: how much horseradish you need to give the sauce a distinctive taste. Can't we have a bowl I'm of fresh? fresh I love horseradish.
2: Too? Everybody likes them.
3: Don't I always do just as you suggest?
2: <laughs> I'm glad you told me.
3: Now those chicken breasts with the tarragon sauce.
2: But we've already discussed that.
3: Yes, but I let's move changed on. my mind.
2: Change your mind? Again?
3: Yes, I thought it over. Decided those plump little squab chickens would be better. You okay, mind? squab
0: chickens. I don't know what squab means, so okay, I'm going to look that up. Um, oh, Steve? Squab yes. means young, immature pigeon that
1: is four weeks old. Ooh, that's a little disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're moving on. Yeah,
1: let's, yeah, let's, we're done. <laughs>
0: Back to Indy in the morning. In just a few minutes, Stefan will give us an update on traffic. But right now, we want to introduce a celebrity chef. He has a new cookbook out titled Cooking for the Master, and he's here to show us how to create one of his signature meals. Please welcome Torgo.
1: Hello. Glad to be here.
0: Good morning. And wow, Torgo, I have to be honest, I didn't expect you to be so... earthy. Is that... Part of your look? Like Salt Bay in his glasses?
1: The master would not approve of your tone.
0: <laughs> right. Anyway, what delectable treat are you making for us this morning, Torgo? I haven't looked at your cook The book. macaroni. Oh, that's delicious! Ruth Patterson just came and she made some. And what type of cheeses are we going to use? Yellow. <laughs> yellow? The cheese you're using is yellow? And
1: powder.
2: Uh,
1: you're making Kraft macaroni and cheese, aren't you, Torgo? The master approves. It is his favorite.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure you add something unique to it to really set it apart. Uh, roasted red pepper flakes or Asiago, perhaps?
1: Hot dogs. Please be all beef. No, whatever is cheapest. The master dimes on a dime. Ha,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> good one, Torgo. Okay, while Torgo prepares his mac and cheesy weenie, we're going to take a commercial break, and I'm going to have a word with whoever books our guests. We'll be right back. You pull not like this again. I'll see to it that you're... Welcome back to Indie in the Morning. I'm here with Torgo, the author of Cooking for the Master, and Torgo is preparing one of his recipes live in studio. Now, Torgo, I think we might have gotten off on the wrong foot earlier, but that smells really good. What are you doing right now?
1: I'm eating cold hot dogs. The master allows me this.
0: Uh, you did wash your hands before opening those, right, Torgo?
1: Uh, uh,
0: why? Moving on! It looks like everything's been mixed, so we can go to Stefan to check on. Here, check on, try some. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. No, thank you, Torgo. I, I have to keep my suit clean.
1: some. The master demands it. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> mm, mm, mm.
0: You know, that's actually not... Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, that, that tastes like... Mm. I know I can't say that, but that's all I can think of. Uh, does this sink work? No? I need to go to the bathroom right now. Now, here
1: is Stefan with traffic.
0: I love comics, and if you're anything like me, you love them too. But it isn't always about the Avengers or the Justice League. Sometimes the best stories are the ones at the back of the rack. Welcome to Collect or Reject, a show about independent comics. Tune in wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We did a skit, Steve. Yeah, we did. It was fun. Yeah, I I enjoyed doing that. Um, Thank you for your editing skills. You turned just words on a paper into an actual thing.
1: And I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's something that we haven't done on this podcast, per se. Um, we've done short little ones, but to write an actual, you know, two or three minute sketch was fun. Yeah, was just something different. It is. And part of the reason we did that is
0: because uh, Dorothy and Gaynor just didn't give us quite as much to work with this time. And we're no. not, not going to, like, make something out of nothing. Right. So we but we do want to give you
1: guys our listeners um, a reason to tune in. Right. So. And it's just kind of an homage to Mister Science Theater which, you know, we don't want people to hear that and think, "Oh, they're just, they're just copying that."
0: No, because no, no. it's
1: not at all, but they're very much a inspiration to us and the whole reason for starting this podcast. Yes. Which has been very very fun. Um so, yeah, we're always trying different things, different kinds of records. I know the last couple of times we've done more of an instructional kind of stuff. There was stand the Man. There was the bowling. We found a good groove of records there for a little bit. But yeah. we're going to
0: try something uh, different coming up. Yeah. And uh, it has to do with Serial. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's sponsored by Serial. More more of like a storytelling kind of thing, like old-time 40s radio when yes. parents and kids would gather around the radio and listen to – Annie Oakley or whatever else on the radio, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of old-time radio shows.
0: Was Annie Oakley a radio show? Yeah. Okay, cool. It was. All right. You remember
1: watching Christmas Story? Like, yes, I, I do remember that. <laughs>
0: okay, but anyway, it's a uh, serial broadcast. We're going to break it out into uh, four parts. So we're going to listen to, like, one of those 15-minute episodes, and then... We got a, Steve has a, a really interesting collection of weird old music records. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. So we're yeah. going to
0: throw a couple of those in because we couldn't figure out a way to make fun of music for a whole episode yeah, and have it minutes. not be repetitive.
1: Right. But
0: if we can just pull out one or two songs and uh, have some fun with that, we thought that might be a nice thing. So the next four episodes we're going to do are going to have one of those episodes and they're going to also include one or two songs
1: yeah I think kind of the reason I got into that was when we first did Miss Migsy, our first couple of episodes. there were some songs in there, little you know mm-hmm. Christian songs, whatever, but they were just weird, like the, so the lyrics weird. were weird, yeah, you know, so yeah, so I've come across in you know in searching for records for our podcast, I've come across some of those, and I thought maybe we couldn't do an entire episode, but just the songs are so weird that we have to do something. Steve,
0: you, once again, you are the king of <laughs> underselling here. There there are some truly, truly yeah. strange things, yeah. but we don't want to subject our listeners. This is an auditory experience, and right. we don't want to punish you <laughs> right. for listening to
1: us. Right. So thank you for listening so much.
0: Oh, and also, real quick, if you do or don't like the skit, or um, as we're doing this next thing, um, send us an email and let us know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're always open to feedback, and it'd be good to hear You know what we can... What we can do better. I mean, this podcast is for you, the listener. Mm-hmm. Just uh you know,
0: <laughs> well, it's mainly for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's partly for us, but it's partly for them too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can send us an email at any time. It's simply uh, vinylword22 at gmail.com. And of course you can always contact us through Facebook or kind of see what's going on at uh, the vinyl word. <laughs> and so we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you.